I was born a couple weeks after my due date at 11:23 in the morning. And so in less than 14 hours I will turn 40. This birthday has not snuck up on me because I have many Facebook friends from high school and college who are also turning 40 this year. So almost every day this year I see a comment of somebody turning 40. So this birthday has been an opportunity to be a lot more reflective. At 40, I have to let go of some of the dreams I still held in my early 30s. I am no longer considered young by almost any standard in the United States outside of the Catholic priesthood. It will be a rare day that the Knox News Sentinel celebrity birthday list does not include someone younger than me. And with every passing week it seems like I actually know more of those celebrities listed under 40. The Oak Ridge Playhouse is not going to call and ask me to audition to play Tony in West Side Story or JP Finch and how to succeed in business without really trying. I'm not going to be listed in the Knoxville Greater Business Journal's 40 under 40 list of upcoming professionals. Demographers say, including the priest who gave the priest retreat this year for the diocese, I am old enough now to have a legitimate midlife crisis. And soon in my life will be coming bifocals and my first colonoscopy. But here's the remarkable thing. If you ask anyone who knew me when I turned 30 and you ask them about how I've changed in the past 10 years, they will tell you that I am much happier now. I'm still 10 pounds overweight, but I am noticeably healthier. And I am told by a remarkable number of people that I am radiant. And that's not just because there's less hair on the top of my head. So what's changed? It's not the stress level. Stress is similar being a priest to being an optical engineer. Less money, but more job security. I think it is something far less tangible. The surprise of our gospel passage on the holiest day of the year the event that arguably has done more to change the world than anything else is a remarkable story in that it's about absence the beloved disciple who obviously was under 40 because he ran faster than st peter <laughs> enters the empty tomb he saw and believed but what exactly did he see what exactly did he believe whatever it was it must have been a partial sight and a partial belief because later that day he had locked himself up in the upper room with the other disciples but that tenuous belief on easter sunday morning was apparently sufficient enough for him to build monumental faith ryan adam julie Rick, John, Ryan, Marissa. Over the last eight months, as I've come to know you, 
I know that you are very different people with very different stories. But your stories have something in common. You would probably say that you're unsure what you've seen and what you've believed. But yet, you've seen enough and believed enough to come to this remarkable night. To want to become more conformed to Jesus Christ. Three of you will promise to die to yourselves that you may rise to new life in Christ. All seven of you will be sealed and strengthened by the Holy Spirit. And when we bring the gifts forward tonight, you will be among those grains and those grapes broken and crushed so that they can be transformed into the body and blood of Christ. We believe that the beloved disciple of the passage tonight is the Apostle John who is responsible, along with his community of followers, for five of the books of the New Testament. The Gospel, the three letters of John, and the book of Revelation. Do you remember our first day together of our CIA on September 10th, the scripture passage that we shared and prayed with? The first four verses of the first letter of John. A trick I got from Dr. Ruth Queen Smith. The beloved disciples community that night spoke to you. Here's part of it. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim now to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. For our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing this so that our joy may be complete. And here's the surprising thing. In the past eight months, for most of you, someone else in your life has come to see, has come to believe in a new way by what they've seen and believed in you. You've gone from being receivers of the message from 1 John, to being part of the community proclaiming that message to others. And you haven't even received your sacraments yet. Tomorrow morning, this room will be jam-packed with some people who are less sure than you about what they believe. Our job, all of us here, as evangelizers, as we are all called to be, Our job is to be here for them, to journey with them, to hear their stories, and to share ours with them. Why am I happier, healthier, and more radiant at 40 than I've ever been before? Because my full-time job is to share with others what I have seen and heard about Jesus Christ. And in sharing that, my joy is complete.